0: Over the years, I have been asked several times about how to study the Bible, and the the people who are asking this question usually want to know how to dig deeper into God's Word in order to understand and apply it at a greater level. So this goes beyond a uh, typical small group Bible study. Sunday school lesson or a daily devotional. So, I mean, those are all good uh, except that sometimes they don't answer a lot of the questions. They, sometimes they skip stuff. And it's sometimes it's just a thought for the day or a thought for the week. Um, And so what I want to be trying to answer today about how to study the Bible is for those who want to have a more intense approach, a strategic approach, a uh, more detailed approach, deeper approach, whatever you know phrase we're looking for here uh, when it comes to study, studying the Bible. Now, I want to say that this is going to take work. This is not studying the Bible uh, is again is not sitting down for five minutes and having a devotional. That's not what we're talking about. And this is not just reading through the Bible either. We're, we're actually talking about um, studying the Bible, digging into it, researching, evaluating uh and on and on with with uh, when it comes to the scripture so now if you want to get into the details and the meat of god's word you will have to dedicate yourself to studying god's word i mean i just don't know how to get around it you're you know you're gonna have to sit down find some time and we'll talk about setting aside time later but you'll have to find some time to sit down block off 30 minutes 45 minutes maybe even an hour and i'm not saying every day but just on a regular basis once or twice a week a couple of hours you know maybe saturday morning uh sunday morning sunday evening saturday night whatever works for you um and uh spend some prolonged time just digging cross-referencing cross-referencing the scriptures looking at the background thinking about application reading what others have to say about it taking notes you know all this stuff and we're going to talk about all this um over this little series of how to study the bible now uh, studying God's word is important, and you're probably watching this because you already believe that, uh, and it can be life-changing. And 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, Paul says this, all scripture, Genesis to Revelation, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work 2 Timothy 3:16 Now the Bible is God's word you can trust it it is inspired by God which means The original manuscripts are exactly what God wanted us to have, and God has allowed his words to be translated into various languages around the world so we can know what he wants us to know, and we can experience what he wants us to experience. God has blessed us with his word, so take advantage of it by studying it. Okay, so Peter was writing uh, to some believers and he made an interesting comment about some of Paul's writings. Now, I want you to listen to this because what's gonna happen is you're gonna find that when you start studying the word um, with how I'm gonna walk you through this, you're gonna find that it is work, okay? It takes discipline and uh, there are certain, there are some things in the Bible that are just hard to understand. I mean, now again, this is Peter writing about some of the things that paul had wrote uh that were inspired by god so he and paul says this in second peter three sixteen. listen to this peter writing about paul some of his comments are hard to understand that's peter talking about uh paul's writings when it comes to the bible some of his comments are hard to understand, and those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different, just as they do with other parts of Scripture. So here's the deal. If you, you know, we when we're studying the Bible, there are going to be times where you're going to have to dig and research and research, uh, and, and there's going to be some passages that are just going to be hard to understand for you, uh, but don't give up. Keep on, keep praying it through, keep researching it through, hear what others have to say, read what others have to say, and through all of that, God is going to guide you by the Holy Spirit. He's going to guide you to all truth, and that's just how it works. So, um, just prepare yourself. There are going to be things that are hard to understand. Um, so, uh, and you're going to need to think through it. You're going to have to ask others what it means and read what others have to say. And I mean, let's be honest the Bible has hard sayings in it. And then you couple that with our own uh, assumptions, our, you know, reading the Bible, studying the Bible through our own cultural biases, our lack of understanding, lies that we believe about God or ourselves that we aren't even aware of we have bad study habits and in general we just are confused about a lot of spiritual things and it it, this can be like a uh, this can be pretty uh, I mean a big mountain to climb and uh, so Jesus said in John 16 13 when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth so as you study the Bible The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in your study so you learn what you need to know for your life. Now, that is great because now here's here's what I'm trying to say at this point. Don't go into this lifelong journey of studying the Bible with the goal of knowing everything the Bible says. Not going to happen. You're never going to learn everything the Bible teaches in your life. Not going to happen um but there are certain things that god wants you to know that is significant and important to your mission that he has placed on you you don't need to know it all you just simply need to know what god wants you to know in order to accomplish his mission for your life i mean god according to ephesians two ten, he has Before you were born, he had a purpose for you, and he made you, your personality, your gender, your skin color, where you were born, your language, um, you know, everything about you is perfectly designed to do what God wants you to do and uh, there are certain things that you need to know, and there are certain things you don't need to know because you're not going to have time to learn it all. But the great thing about it is as you study the Word of God, the Holy Spirit's going to highlight things for you that you need to know at that moment in your life to accomplish what you need to know. So stay faithful, stay in it. God's got a plan for you. So with all that said, my goal in this series on how to study the Bible is to help you with the mechanics of Bible study the practical details of studying the Bible that many people uh, have when they the questions they have when they first go from having a devotional time with God's Word to actually wanting to study the Bible um, and get into the details of it so um, and that and this will make more sense as we go and so all right now I want to give you a broad picture of what we're gonna cover okay uh, and there are five major areas when it comes to studying the Bible. The first area, the first stage, if you will, is preparation. This is where you are praying, choosing a good translation, choosing what to study, setting aside time, uh, you know, investing in resources like commentaries, Bible dictionary, stuff of that nature, or at least having access to some good stuff on the internet. Uh, and, uh, and, and to and make sure that you're not in a hurry with all this preparation. Okay, and here's the deal. This session that this uh, first session is really, all we're gonna talk about is preparation. Well, I'm gonna to try to get you set up to where you can have an incredible time in the word of God. And then uh, in the next lesson, I'll come back and we're gonna talk about observation. So we have preparation, that's what we're talking about today. Uh, what you need to do and what you need to have in order to study the Bible successfully. Uh, Observation, that's stage two. Uh, Again, like I said, we'll cover that uh, next time. Here's where we answer the question, what does it say? What does the Bible actually say? This is where you're gathering information about the scripture. You are looking at who says what, Uh, In the Bible, you're looking at the meaning of words, you're looking at the context of the statement, what was happening before and after it, and you are asking questions of what the Bible says, good questions. This is where you begin to hear what others have to say about it through, you know, reading the commentaries, the books or whatever, or listening to sermons on the same passage uh, and looking at online uh, resources. Observation, you are gathering information. Then the the third stage uh, is interpretation. All right, you have gathered a bunch of information. You've seen what others have to say. Uh, Now, what does it mean? I mean, you know what it says, but what does it mean? You know, what did it mean to the original audience? What does it mean to you today? Does the Bible address the same subject elsewhere? And does it shed light on the meaning? So again, you're beginning to interpret it. You know, this is where, uh, you go, okay, here's what the Bible says and here's what it means for your life today. Okay. Here's how it can apply to your life, which takes us to the next stage, uh, application. So how should I respond to this? What does this mean to me today? This is where you say, uh, this is where you start answering question. How do I apply this to my relationships right now? in my marriage with my kids or in my dating relationship, you know, how does this affect uh, change my life in some way? What do I do? What do I do with this? It's this the application. This is, uh, this is where most people want to get to, but you can't get to the uh, a good application or a healthy application unless you go through the preparation and the ob- observation and interpretation and then uh, into the application. So you have preparation. All right. That's number one. Stage one. Observation, what does it mean? Interpretation, uh, I mean, observation means uh, what does it say? Interpretation, what does it mean? And then it moves into application, you know, how do I respond to this? And then eventually sort of wrap it all up um, because some people actually can apply the Bible without being transformed by it. Uh, I mean, because people can do certain things, the Bible says, and stop doing certain things that the Bible says stop doing. Um, And so technically they are applying it, but they really haven't been transformed by it. This is where your heart and your mind just embrace the truth. You're walking by faith. It's more of who you are. And so how does it change me? All right. It's a similar application, but it goes... much more to a heart change and a mind change, and we'll talk more about that as we go through all of this. Okay, so uh, as we go through this, it may sound overwhelming um, as I walk through all the details, the mechanics of it, but it's really not, and uh, it may feel awkward. It may feel like work uh, at first, and it is work. I mean, studying the Bible is work, Uh, but this reminds me, when you start studying the Bible for the first time, and you're opening the concordances, you're reading commentaries, you're cross-referencing, uh, you're listening to other sermons, you're getting online, I mean, you're, you're digging, you're working at it. Um, it. It reminds me of when I taught my children how to drive. Okay, so for me, uh, I took my children, uh, when they first drove the automobile, uh, I would take them to the cemetery. And <laughs> not to scare them or anything, but it was just a safe place to drive. I mean, nobody's there. Um, you know you're gonna drive slow it's like probably the fastest you're gonna be able to go is 15 miles an hour maybe in some of the bigger cemeteries where you might be able to go 20 25 maybe Uh, but it's normally about 10 15 miles an hour and the reason why I took them to a cemetery is because there they could learn how they could get used to all the gadgets in uh, in the automobile the the gas pedal the brake pedal the feel of the power of the engine, how to start it, using the blinker, backing up, uh, you know, coming to a stop, you know, pretending like it's a four way stop. And, and we give them instructions. And then they would turn left, turn right. And they would just get used to And Once they mastered the cemetery, then I would say, Hey, drive me home. You know, sometimes it might take one time, sometimes it took two or three, but eventually they would just get to the point where I, I couldn't teach them anything. But one of the things I noticed was, is that at the cemetery, everything seemed very, confusing and detailed and they were having to really think through things but after a while they were able to do stuff without thinking muscle memory kicked in it came a lot easier they started then they were able to drive on the road and now like for you for you you know when you drive i mean you're not thinking about you're just kind of doing it you know and it's very easy and so studying the bible is the same way i mean i'm going to talk about commentaries i'm going to talk about uh online resources i'm going to talk about word studies i'm going to talk about you know, setting aside time, I'm going to be talking about Greek and Hebrew and all this other kind of stuff and how that plays a part in all this. And as we go through all the mechanics of studying, um, you know, it's going to sound like I'm telling you this is where you turn your blinker on, you need to put your brake on, you need to start slowing down earlier. And it's going to be the mechanics, you know, of driving, the mechanics of studying the Bible. And so um, hopefully, as you start studying the Bible, you'll find yourself getting smoother with it more natural with it. So that's what my goal is for you. All right, so let's dive into stage one, all right, the preparation stage. This is all we're gonna cover today uh, to get you started. So the first part of studying the Bible is preparation. Now these items deal with what needs to be settled before you start your study. So number one, Invest in your resources. Be willing to spend some money uh, on a good Bible, on a notebook, maybe even a filing system uh, to file some of your notes, uh, on commentaries, on Bible dictionaries. You know, again, some of these resources you can find on the internet uh, that may work for you, and we'll talk about resources on the internet as we go through this. Uh, but some people like to have various resources on a shelf they can pull it down and uh look up so and i'll give you the some names and stuff but you're gonna just just plan on investing in resources this is an investment in your spiritual growth and your knowledge of the bible and growing and understanding god's truth um if you're gonna get if you want to study the bible you just gotta have this stuff all right so um so let's talk about translation because this is important. Uh, you're going to have to choose a translation and the Bible was originally written in Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. All right. So obviously, uh, you don't know Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. All right. So people who do, uh, who are Bible scholars, they're very smart. Uh, over the years, they have translated the Bible into multiple languages. Obviously one of them is in English and that's the translation, uh, we're going to be talking about. Uh, for you to choose, but uh, um, you're going to need to choose one, all right? There's strengths and weaknesses to everyone, all right? Everyone has strengths and weaknesses. Uh, And since there are many translations, and I mean many, uh, to choose from, I'm going to recommend what I consider the most helpful. These are the ones that I typically use, okay? Not in any particular order, but here they are, okay? So one translation is the Christian Standard Bible. Now, this is a literal translation, all right? Greek says this, and they put it in English, you know, and uh, the Hebrew says this, they put it in English. So you can, as as best they can, they choose the best words that match the Hebrew or Greek words. It tries to stay close to the original sentence structure. Uh, It is readable. um, And uh, this is good for uh, like word by word or in verse by verse studies of the Bible, Christian standard Bible. Another translation is the English standard Bible. Again, this is a literal translation It tries to stay close to the original sentence structure, uh, but changing it where meaning is compromised, okay? It's it's at a high school reading level. This is good for word-for-word studies of, of Bible verses as well. All right, another one is New American Standard. Um, again, this is a very literal translation, as close to the original sentence structure as possible. Uh, the reading level is 16 plus. Uh, it is considered by many to be the most literal translation and uh, it took special care to reflect the same verb tense in the original and uh, some other stuff. So a lot of people when they're studying the Bible, they uh, they love the New American Standard. Uh, another one uh, is the New Living Translation. Now this is a translation and, paraf- and a paraphrase combined. It tries to mix the best of both worlds. It and uh, it will change some metaphors from the Bible into more understandable phrases. Uh, For example, um, instead of saying being in, it'll say, it will say that somebody is in sorrow rather than they are beating their breast, okay? So, um, but again, uh, this is okay because as you study the Bible, when you're reading the commentaries and listen to others and looking at other translations, you'll see these phrases like beating their breasts, but you'll see the new living translation say it's in, in sorrow. Uh, now for me, personally, uh, I love the new living translation. This is the one I preach out of it. It makes a lot more sense. Um, and, uh, uh as you read it, and and you can explain it just like you have explained the Bible anyway, but uh, this is the one I usually preach and teach from. Now, with that said, when I'm studying uh, the Bible, I mean, I use the NLT, but I'm using all of these, you know, I'm looking at what these others have to say and how they translated it as well. Now, another, I'm not going to call it a translation, but it's a paraphrase, which I love because it kind of captures these paragraphs, the thoughts. It's more of a thought-by-thought thought, uh, translation, if you will, is the message. So it renders the original language loosely. It tries to capture the big idea, uh, to, and it tries to make it easier to read. Again, the reading uh, level is, uh, is age nine plus. It often presents a different insight into a passage and captures some of the passion and the emotion of the original writers that is often missed in just the literal translations and so okay so with those five okay um christian standard bible english standard bible new american standard bible new living translation and the message i would have all five of those either on my computer you know have to go to a website with that bible gateway is a good resource they have all kinds of translations and you can even put them side by side um uh on bible gateway so um, but anyway, I would, if you're just going to, if you don't have a Bible, um, and you want to study it to start with, I would recommend the Christian standard Bible or the American standard. Uh, those two would, will definitely serve you well, but I would try to have all five of these there. Again, we're talking about studying the Bible. This is not, we're not talking about doing a devotion. We're talking about studying the Bible. All right. You've got your Bible chosen, right? So, you know, whatever translation you're using, all right, you've got that in your hand. Now you're getting, man, you're getting ready uh when you begin your time of study ask god for insight into his word don't don't skip this stage uh, this is important you, you just talk to god about hey i'm studying your word you know um show me some stuff that i need to know help me to understand it uh help me to focus you know whatever i'm tired today uh give me some energy for the next 30 minutes or an hour ever how long you're planning on studying it so the psalmist prayed this and this is a prayer that i have prayed for years and I believe God has answered it for me many times over. Uh, the psalmist prayed, and this is the Psalm 119, verse 18. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. Okay, uh, man, I pray that. Just say, God, open my eyes. So I may see your wonderful truth. Help me to apply it to my life, understand it, and and on. so ask God for insight. Uh, now, okay, so now you've got to decide what you're going to study so you have your bible okay you've got some resources that maybe you've purchased already uh you've um you know you you know you've done some research on some uh websites and again i'll mention some as we go um and but you're not sure what to study and so what i'm going to do is uh, i'm going to walk you through uh several types of bible studies that you can do on your own Um, and each one has, again, their own strengths and weaknesses. It kind of depends on where you're at and what your interests are and what you need. But, um, but I'm going to walk you through some um, and, and we'll just talk about how to do those. Okay. Again, we're trying, again, we're, this is preparation. We're simply getting ready to study the Bible. But an important part of that preparation is deciding what you're going to study. So here we go. The first uh, Bible study is called a book study. All right. This is choosing a book in the Bible and studying it. There are different ways to approach this. It's verse by verse, which I love. I mean, I just love going verse by verse, just squeezing everything I can out of it. Verse by verse, paragraph by paragraph, chapter by chapter or section by section, event by event, you know, you know, depending on if you're in the gospels or one of the like first Thessalonians or something. Uh, Again, like I said, this is my preferred method of studying the Bible. It's just, dive it into a book, verse one, and go all the way through it. So for your first time, um, if you're going to, if you're studying the Bible and this is your first time, I would recommend one of the shorter books just so you can get a taste of it. Uh, you know, like first Peter or first Thessalonians or James, something like that. That's, you know, you know, four or five chapters long, and it, you can dive into it, go verse by verse or paragraph by paragraph or whatever, and just start seeing how that works. Um, Now, the benefits of this approach is you end up studying a lot of stuff, okay? For for me, you end up learning about characters, you know, studying characters that are mentioned in in that uh, book, uh, certain topics that come up, you you learn some stuff, uh, subjects and even doctrines you normally wouldn't study. Uh, If you didn't go verse by verse, you know, one of the reasons why I like verse by verse is because it causes Christians to deal with scripture that they normally would not read or study that gives them a deeper understanding uh, and a broader theology of what God is really all about. So, uh, so a few recommendations, let's say you're going to study first Peter. All right. We're talking about a book study, uh, invest in some commentaries. So I recommend three authors. Here you go uh, Warren Weersby, W-I-E-R-S-B-E, Warren Weersby, John McAlther, and, uh, Chuck Swindoll. Okay. Uh, those are all easy reads. They all kind of approach it at a different level of, of intensity. Um, and I would recommend that if you're going to study first Peter, look those three guys up, buy three commentaries, uh, on first Peter and that, that they are, they're, they're going to become your professors, if you will on uh on that subject um, and i think you'll you, they'll bring us in some insights that you know just you know they have time to research you know they got the degrees they've been studying all their life they're much further down the road on a lot of this stuff and uh, so uh and it'll be helpful now i'm not saying i agree with everything they say i'm just saying i recommend those three uh and they will help, help you out a lot all right now a website i want to um recommend uh highly recommend preceptaustin.com p-r-e-c-e-p-t-a-u-s-t-i-n.com preceptaustin.com um you can go there this thing has got more information than you will ever want to know but i love it because i love going there i type in like first peter chapter one and it will bring uh incredible amount of information verse by verse um and it just walks you through what others said it's basically a a thing where somebody has taken solid conservative bible scholars guys you can trust and they put it all in in one area and they just take the best out of some stuff i mean it's just it's just incredible so anyway uh go there play with it um you'll see what i mean uh, if you have any questions, you can shoot me an email or give me a call and we'll, I uh, can help you walk through precept Austin. Uh, highly recommend that resource. Now, another resource is patience. Okay. Now I know that sounds funny, but, uh, don't get in a hurry. The goal is not to get through first Peter. The goal is to learn God's truth. Okay. Uh, I mean, if it, ta- if you, depending on how much time you can dedicate each week, uh, I mean, some people they're retired or they have more time, they're single, whatever, uh, you know, they can study an hour a day, I mean, or more, you know, some people have to wait till the weekend to block off a certain amount of time, you know, some people have 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there, uh, but just as you study through the book, just say, here's what I'm going to I'm read these three commentaries, I'm going to do the cross-referencing, I'm going to look up Precept Austin, I'm going to take some notes, whether in a notebook or on a computer, I'm taking notes down, um, and you're just, you're going through this process of doing a book study, and if it takes you uh, a week or a month or three months or six months to get through first Peter. That's okay. You're, again, you're not trying to get through first Peter. You're trying to learn God's truth and you're focusing in on first Peter. This is a lifelong journey. Think of it as a marathon. Okay. And the more you, you, you dig and learn, you know, it's just, I mean, it's an, I don't even know how to explain it. You're just going to have to experience it. Okay. Um, by the way, before I move on, here's a thought. If your pastor is preaching through books, and a lot of pastors do that. I do that. Uh, they're pre- preaching through a book, like say first Peter, uh, then go ahead and just you know, say, you know what? He's going to start first Peter next week. Why not? Uh, I'm, that's what I'm going to study. I'm going to hear what he's got to say. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to combine it all together. I'm going to take notes off of the pastor and, um, uh, and just journey with him and dig into it. And, uh, so like right now, as I'm recording this, I've been going through, uh, the gospel of Mark, uh, and you know, man, you just pick up with where I'm at on the gospel of Mark and just start studying it. Uh, by the way, talking about not getting in a hurry. Um, uh, I preached through the book of James, book of James, five chapters, uh, two and a half years. Two and a half years, preaching on James about 40 weeks. Uh, I mean, we, you know, obviously other things I preach on, but it was about 40 sermons a year, but it took two, uh, four James, and it took about uh, two and a half years. So uh, just a thought there. Again, uh, there's a lot in the Word of God. Don't get in a hurry. Uh, just dive into it. All right, so that's the book study. Now you have the doctrinal study. Paul says in 1 Timothy four sixteen, watch your life and doctrine closely. Watch your life in doctrine closely, doctrinal study. Doctrine refers to the major subjects in the Bible, major subjects in the Bible. So when we're talking about doctrine, we're talking about things like the doctrine of scripture, the doctrine of God, the doctrine of Christ, the Holy Spirit, doctrine of humanity or mankind, the doctrine of sin, the doctrine of salvation, the doctrine of angels, Satan, and demons, uh, the doctrine of the church, the doctrine of man, uh, the doctrine of last things, things like that. So um, uh, when you do a doctoral study, you will choose one of those subjects. And here's what I suggest. Oh, by the way, sometimes this is called systematic theology. Okay. And um, and this is another excellent way to hit some of the major doctrines and teachings in the Bible. Um, now, with that said, um, you're going to need some help to do this, okay? Also, uh, you're going to do some cross-referencing and all of that, but purchase a book that introduces the major doctrines, okay? And I'm going to recommend two. The first one is Systematic Theology by Wayne Grudem, G-R-U-D-E-M. Systematic Theology by Wayne Grudem. Uh, it covers the major doctrines. It's an easy read. It's a good read. Recommend it. Uh, The other one is called Biblical Doctrine, edited by John McAlther and Richard Mayhew. Okay, again, fairly easy read, covers the major doctrines. Um, And one of the things that is helpful about having a book or two on systematic theology on the major doctrines is that it'll give you cross-references. It'll it'll help you identify some key passages about those subjects. And um, you can begin. So here's the deal. My favorite way of studying the Bible is the book study. My second favorite way is systematic theology. Um, and there are some major doctors that every believer needs to know. Uh, now again, oh, by the way, everything I'm saying, I'm actually making a blog for uh, my website, uh, my blog site called truthappliedjs.com. Um, eventually, all everything I'm t- t- telling you, the... The books, the the references, the website, uh, you know, the list of the doctrines, you know, and everything else I'm about to tell you, it's all going to be there. So, uh, and you can go there, and look it up. It's not there now, but eventually it it will be. So just go there and check it out. Um, all right. So the next type of study is topical study. Now a topical study is closer, closely related to a doctrinal study, except that it usually isn't a major doctrine in the Bible it might be an important subject, but it's not a major doctrine. So let me recommend my top 10 topical studies. So if you want to do this, you can do it this, you, this might help you. All right. Topical study, prayer. That's one spiritual warfare. Very fascinating. Highly recommend that one. Marriage, Financial, man, what, financial management, what's the Bible say about money? You know what I'm saying? We have to deal with money every day. Find out what it says, begin applying it. Uh, emotional control. What does the Bible say about our emotions? Worry, fear, anger, things like that. Um, because one of the things I find is that there are a lot of Christians who know the Bible, and man, they can quote verses and all that kind of stuff, but they, they get, they're easily offended. They are easily angered. They worry. They fear. It's like what they're it's like the Bible is not impacting their emotions, which it should. All right. So when the Bible talking about self-control, part of that is talking about controlling your emotions. So what does the Bible say about emotional control? All right. So you also have evangelism, uh, worship, faith, love, forgiveness. I mean, a topic is, could be, in, uh, endless. It's just, you know, you got something going on in your life and, um, you're just going to dive into it and study. So, um, So let's talk about, uh, if you're going to do this topical study, let's just take prayer. For example, uh, set aside your study time for the next two months to focus on what the Bible teaches about prayer. Okay. Uh, so during your study time, you're, you're reading books on prayer. Uh, you're reading commentaries on the key passages on prayer. You're cross referencing what the Bible says about prayer. You're listening to sermons on prayer and the like, you're praying okay uh you want to practice what you're learning and um again you're keeping notes on all this stuff and you're just walking through this topical study and again you you're gonna set aside two months again you're not in a hurry okay uh just study prayer until you feel like god wants you to move on all right um all right the next study character study the character study focuses on an individual in the bible you would study the life of Moses or Esther or somebody like that. You, you would study their attitudes, their actions, their reactions, their strengths and weaknesses. You're, you're answering questions like what is God teaching me through them? What does their life teach me about God, about Jesus, about life? You know, um, you know, there are many characters to choose from. And again, here are my top 10 recommendations. Here we go. Ready? Jesus. All right. That's a good one. Uh, Abraham, Noah, Moses, David, Peter, Paul, Esther, Ruth, John the Baptist, Elijah. I mean, if you study those, uh, th- those man, you're gonna you're gonna nail it. All right, you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn a lot about you and about them and about the Bible, about God, because you'll be seeing God working in their life, in a real person's life. So, uh, but let me repeat myself. Don't get in a hurry. Take your time and get to know these people. If I were to study the life of Moses, here's what I would do. I would buy one or two books about Moses. By the way, Chuck Swindoll has an excellent book on Moses. Okay. Uh, I would highly recommend that one. Uh, I would make a list of the significant passages of scripture regarding Moses and study those in detail using commentaries and other resources. I would also try to find sermons online that I would uh, I could listen to from preachers that uh, I like to see what they have to say. So, I mean, I'm studying Moses, all right? That's what I'm doing. All right, so that's, a, that's character study. Uh, another one is chapter study. Uh, a chapter study focuses on important chapters of the Bible. Let me give you my top 10 chapters on the Bible, here we go. Genesis one, creation. Study that thing in detail, verse by verse, you know. Matthew 28, the resurrection of Jesus. Highly important, you know, that you understand what took place, why it took place, how it took place, and what it means for you and believers, you know, for eternity, all right? Acts chapter 2, the arrival of the Holy Spirit, Pentecost. I mean, then that's, you know, you need to know that one. Uh, by the way, there's a lot of different views on Pentecost and what it means and, you know, between those who speak in tongues and those who don't, those who, you know, who believe you're baptized in the Holy Spirit and those who don't, all this kind of stuff. It's all there. You need to know it. That way when those subjects come up, you have a thought out research. You study the Bible. Here's what the Bible says, the arrival of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2. Another chapter study would be Romans 8, glorification. Okay, Romans 8. All right, that that's gonna be tough on you. All right. Romans 8, 9 and 10, they are all tough Those are hard, when Peter was talking about Paul's hard things to understand that when he's writing now, that's in the category, but absolutely wonderful. It will stretch your brain um, and it stretch your faith as well. Romans 12, practical, Christian, living, man, powerful, easy. Let's do it, Romans chapter 12, love it. First Corinthians 13, the love chapter. First Corinthians 15, our resurrection. You know, what happens when when we're resurrected? Ephesians chapter 6, protection of the believer, the armor of God, spiritual warfare chapter. Hebrews 11, faith. You know, when faith uh, with, you know, that's where you encounter people who had faith, who moved mountains, man. I mean, miracles were happening. You also encounter people who had faith, who were burned at the stake and cut in half. And so it gives you a good balance of faith. And again, we're to walk by faith and not by sight. It's good to know what faith really is. It will teach you that in Hebrews 11. And finally, First Thessalonians chapter four, the rapture. Um, dig, into, dig into those chapters. All right, so those are 10 incredible chapters, whole lot more out there that you can study. But chapter study takes a chapter, dives into it and gets after it. Now, when you do a chapter study, this is where I highly recommend it's just one chapter you're focusing on one chapter uh, again don't get in a hurry um, over a few weeks swim around in their waters study the chapter verse by verse some cases word by word especially the significant words in that chapter um, you know what is significant about it what do i learn from this chapter what do i do with this chapter how does this apply to me today how does this change my life or outlook on life you know, read what others have to say about this chapter and listen to sermons on it. Again, dive into it, swim around in, in the deep end of the pool, if you will, when it comes to this chapter. All right, now, you also have a one-verse study, all right? All right, so um, there are some powerful one-verse, I mean, like just these one statements, these one-verses that, man, people memorize. You know, if you look up memory verse uh, list, you know, these will pop up on the list. And I mean, if you're memorizing scripture, uh, which is a good habit to get into, uh, if you're memorizing scripture, man, these would be great to say, you know what, if I memorize it, why not study it? You know what I'm saying? In detail, figure out what this is all about. So you, this is where you really take this one verse and you're gonna squeeze everything out of it. You can't. Again, this is Bible study. All right. So here's my top 10. All right. Top 10 I would recommend when it comes to one verse studies. John 3 16. Hmm. For God so loved the world, you know. Romans 6.23, you're gonna deal with sin there. Uh, John 14.6, I'm the way, the truth, and life, no one comes to the Father except through me. Uh, Romans 12, one and two, and i technically, that's not one verse, but I'm gonna put those two together. Romans 12, one and two, powerful stuff about worship and uh, offering yourself as a living sacrifice. Second Timothy 3.16, God's word is inspired and is useful uh second timothy 3 16 first corinthians 10 13 no temptation okay uh has come across your life you know that you cannot handle so it's first corinthians ten thirteen, ephesians six twelve. all right we don't fight against flesh and blood we fight against spiritual uh principalities and uh anyway, ephesians six twelve, proverbs 3 5 through 6 you know 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Philippians 4, 13. Anyway, uh, those are the verses. Again, all this stuff will be on my blog site eventually. Just check it out uh, when it gets there. Uh, All right, so choose your verse, read it in various translations, take notes, find cross-references, write it out uh, on your words, write down personal applications and why it is significant. Oh, by the way, uh, a super easy read, but very insightful uh, is Max Licato's book on John 3, 16. That's a whole book. And what he does is, is he goes word by word, chapter, you know, he has a chapter on, you know, God and how it relates to John 3, 16. Loved, has a chapter on love and how it relates to John 3, 16. The world and who that is. I mean, so he just kind of goes through each word. Absolutely fascinating. And that, that might be a good way to look at how to kind of do a word study. You just kind of see what he, what he puts together there for you. A good example of a, of a, very detailed word study, not a word study, a, a one verse study. All right, so now, all right, um, another study, we've got two more, uh, another study you can do is a word study. This is where you study important words of the Bible, uh, key words in the Bible. So you're going to take a word, you're going to look at how it's used in various books of the Bible, throughout the Bible. For example, here's my top 10 recommendations if you were to do a word study study the word love grace judgment sin forgiveness joy faith gospel heart and Lord all right those ten find out how many times it's used in the Bible how it's used find out the original meaning of the word Compare translations you know from your studies write out a one-sentence definition for that word Uh, from your word study um, what did you learn about God, about Jesus, about you, about others? You know, what is this teaching at word study? Okay. Um, all right, one more, and then we'll finish this thing up. Here we go. The last type of uh, study you can do is a life of Christ study. The life of Christ study focuses on Jesus, obviously. Uh, every believer at some point needs to dedicate a significant amount of time studying the life of Christ. At some point, you just need to sit down. Study this person that you call Lord. I mean, come on, you know? And uh, there's a lot of folks who just, I mean, they're Christians, but they've never, never studied the life of Christ um, and what the Bible actually says about him, all right? So, I mean, again, we call him Lord. He's the Son of God. He's the Most High. He's God in the flesh. He's God incarnate. I mean, I think if you're going to do a character study, he should be number one. Okay, so just a, I'm just throwing it out there, just a thought. All right, uh, when you study the life of Christ, you know here's some things that you're going to study. You're going to study things like the pre-existence of Christ, because Christ actually existed. Uh, he Jesus was you know part of the creation and all that. So pre-existence of Christ, the prophecies of Christ, the typology of Christ. There's a lot of types in the Bible where someone represents Christ or an object represents Christ, because the, everything in the Old Testament is pointing to Jesus in some way okay, topology of Christ. Uh, you're going to talk, you're going to study the birth of Christ, the sinlessness of Christ, the deity of Christ, uh, the humanity of Christ, the miracles, um, of Christ, the teachings, the death, the atonement of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, the ascension of Christ, the return of Christ, the authority of Christ, you know, the miracles of Christ. I mean, on and on it go. So, um, Again, all that uh, will be on my blog site that you can check it out. All right, that is the life of Christ study. All right, so again, we're just talking about preparation. Um, You have chosen your Bible, your translation. Maybe you have a couple other translations either on your shelf or access on the internet. You have uh, bought some commentaries um, or like maybe even a Bible dictionary. I mean, some of the stuff is obviously on the internet as well. you have decided what you're going to study, okay? So you're if you decided that you're going to study First Peter, then um, you've bought the commentaries on First Peter. You've already been to Precept Austin. You're sort of looking at what that's all about and how that you know what you can read there. Now, again, I want don't get in a hurry. Do not get in a hurry. Um, every how long it takes is how long it takes. Uh, now if you're a pastor, you're saying, man, I got to preach a sermon. Yeah, well you have a deadline, so you're going to have to just, you know, get after it. But if you're just a Christian studying the Bible, you know, there's no deadline about finishing it. Just stay faithful, set aside that time, choose that time, block off that time. That is your study time. And I want to tell you, it doesn't have to be every day. If you're, if you, um, if you're studying the Bible, you can study the Bible. You just set aside time on the weekend. Just a couple of hours, one hour or two hours, or whatever, and um, and just said, this is my study time. I'm gonna do this every week. Um, if you can do this every day, great. I would recommend this. Um, you don't. I would recommend that you not do what I'm about to say. Don't do. Well, I'm gonna have a devotion. I'm to, I'm to, you know, then I'm gonna uh, study study my Sunday school lesson and my or my life group, and then I'm going to be reading this other Christian book. Uh, on whatever subject and i'm going to be uh doing this study on first peter you know and i'm going to be listening to this sermon series by this other guy you know i would recommend that you try to consolidate all that together somehow you know to where your devotion say for example say if you're going through first peter your devotions are in first peter your scripture memory is in first peter you know what i'm saying the sermons you're listening to online first peter you know uh the books you're reading are connected somehow to first peter you know, make it all about First Peter and where you're just diving into it. You're focusing your attention, your heart, uh, you're, you're laser focused on First Peter and learning what God has to say uh, through that. So all right, preparation. You've made your choice, you've got your Bible, you got your resources. You are ready to sit down at your table, your desk, your living room, wherever it is, your back patio, and you are ready to start digging into the word of God. So next time, um, I'm going to talk about observation. We're going to sit down. We're going to open the Bible. We're going to start asking the Bible questions, and we're going to start looking for the answers, and we're going to start keeping some notes down that are meaningful to us, that are significant to us, and I'm going to walk you through that. It's called the observation stage of Bible study. All right, guys, hope this has been helpful. Check out uh, my blog site, truthappliedjs.com, bunch of other resources there. Uh, Look forward to what God does in your life. So until next time, uh, have an incredible time studying the Word of God.